Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay. Built in Atlanta, OnPay is the top-rated payroll and HR software anywhere. Get one month free at OnPay.com. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Don DiCostanzo with Pedigo Electric Bikes. Welcome, Don. Thanks for having me, Lee. Um, for those who aren't familiar, tell us a little bit about Pedigo. How are you serving folks? Well, um, Pedigo is an electric bike company. We were founded in 2008. Uh, that was prior to me owning a bike shop the year prior, learning about electric bikes. And uh, we're focused 100% on electric bikes. That's all we do. We're more like Tesla than we are anybody else. We have dedicated stores, 165 in the U.S. and Canada. And we have uh, about 20 different models that we offer uh, through these stores and different sizes and different colors. Now, when you got into the um, electric bike business, you were kind of early into this space. What was that like? Well, it's a challenge when you when you pioneer something, when people don't accept what you're doing. Um, you know, in early days when I got into the business, I'd say electric bikes and I'd go to a cocktail party and it all kind of move away from me. Um, they thought they were scooters. This hardcore cyclist didn't understand why you would put a motor on a bicycle. That was just something they couldn't uh, grasp. And so it was, it was, it was difficult. And then the next difficulty we had was distribution. How do we get into the customer? And we couldn't get bike shops to carry them. We couldn't get scooter shops to carry them. Quite candidly, we couldn't get anybody to carry them. So we ended up even trying all kinds of things, uh, selling them direct, as well as having home shopping parties. In the end, we discovered that the best way to do it would be to have dedicated branded stores that the people are 100% committed to, the Pedigo brand and the electric bikes we offer. And we started that concept in 2012. And now we have 165 locations with probably 200 by the end of the year. Now, are are these uh, franchises? Are they, um, you know, owner operated stores? How do you, how do you kind of have the well, dealers? They're certainly not franchises. We do not do anything that a franchise uh, that re- represents a franchise. In other words, we don't charge any fees, either upfront or ongoing. Um, each store is a licensee, and what that essentially says is we license our brand and our business practices and our products for their stores, for them to use as if they're uh, you know, an extension of us in exchange for them being exclusive to us and not carrying a, any other brand. So we have one in out now Alpharetta that opened uh, three years ago, and we just opened a second one in the Atlanta market in uh, downtown Atlanta, right on the, uh, the trail there. So now when you're building your brand, is it equally as important as to find these uh, uh, locally owned dealers to help you grow? Absolutely. But, you know, the funny thing is we really don't have to find them. They find us. Uh, The typical dealer will rent them at one of our stores. They could be on vacation in San Diego or Hawaii or or Florida. And they bump into the Pedigo store and they rent bikes and they go, wow, this is kind of cool. How much do they cost? And then they buy them and then they go home and they go home to Atlanta and they say, wow, I'd like to open one of these stores uh, here in Atlanta. In fact, the one in Alpharetta founded that, that they discovered our location uh, in at, at 30A in Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. And they said, wow, we can do this here in Atlanta. And they opened up in Alpharetta. And then when they do this as a locally owned dealer, um, 
what is their like you, how much how do you help them be successful so our, our business philosophy is we're servant leaders um, our goal at everybody that works here at our headquarters is to make the dealer successful and there's a long list of things we do uh, we provide them at no charge um, everything from business cards up to you know a graphic design um, programs we have for going to the police department programs for uh, 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 develop having their own vans wrapped with our in, in our colors signage uh, the list is sort of endless and we have a dealer support site where all that information is available to them 24 7. so if they wake up in the middle of the night and say gee i want to i want to present to the atlanta police department there's a whole section on that on how to do it and in a lot of cases even videos to go along with it now what is the trend of electric bikes is it it seems like it's growing like gangbusters uh, that would be an understatement. Uh, I've never seen a category grow like this. I, I come from the automotive space. You know, if you could get 8 10% growth a year, you were doing a phenomenal job. We're experiencing 100, 200, 300. 300% growth is what we've had quarter over quarter this year over last year. So it's, it's unfounded and it's just still beginning. I mean, last year, it's estimated that about 500,000 to 600,000 electric bikes were sold in this country. Um, and it's estimated... That, that, that it'll go to 17 million, that there'll be as many electric bikes sold in this country every year as there are cars. If that's the case, then we're looking at a 30-fold increase from in what it is today. And it, you know, it struggled in the beginning. You know, the first year we did 15,000, then 40,000, then 80,000, then 150,000. I think just last year in, 20, in 2019, pre-pandemic, we sold about 300,000 units. So it almost doubled. Uh, from 2019 into 2020, and 2021 looks like it's it's going to be even bigger than that. We could so, easily do a million units in 20. The, the industry could easily sell a million units if we had them. Now, um, for the person who isn't familiar, can you educate us a little bit about how an electric bike is different from a regular bike? How it's different from a motorcycle? Sure, that's easy. Um, basically, a, a, a well-made electric bike. Has, is a bicycle first and foremost. It looks like a bicycle. It acts like a bicycle. You can pedal just like a bicycle, except there's five key components that are added to it. Uh, the first is the motor. Obviously, uh, even though it's not considered a motorized vehicle, it does, in fact, have a motor on it. That's how it propels it. There's different places to put the motor. We found the most efficient and effective places to put it in the rear wheel. Uh, there are other products to put it in the mid-drive, and that has some challenges with it, and on the front hub as well. We make all three, but 95% of what we sell are rear hub because that's what the customers have told us that they want. The second component on there is the battery. Uh, obviously, you have to have some kind of propulsion, uh, and the battery is what stores it. The batteries have come a long way. We now have a battery that will take you anywhere from 60 to 80 miles on one charge, So, and it takes about five hours to charge it. We're coming out with a faster charger that will charge it in half the time. But the battery is another key component. And those are the two most expensive and the heaviest part of the bike. And then you have to have a control system, something that controls the bike that tells it what to do. Think of a, a microprocessor. And then you have to have a throttle. Um, some companies make bikes without throttles. We think that's a, a, a critical element. And then the, the fifth component is pedal assist, where you don't have to use the throttle, but as you pedal, it'll gently give you a little bit of energy or give you a lot of energy, depending on what setting you put on it. So you're able to control uh, the bike by pedaling and not using a throttle. Our models have a throttle and we have pedal assist, so you can use both of those in conjunction. But the most important part of the bike is the rider themselves. 
And that's why we have 18 different models and various sizes and colors and shapes of each of those models. Now, when a person is considering this, are they considering it um, because they like to exercise? Is there an exercise component? I know there's an assist, but you can still use it for exercise, I would imagine. Or is it something they run short errands or like what are the kind of the rationales for buying it? Well, they're all, they're all over the board. All those things are true. Some people buy them uh, to lose weight. One woman bought one uh, that weighed over 400 pounds, and she's now under 200 pounds. She lost 250 pounds riding it. Um, it basically gets you out exercising. The main reason people don't ride bikes or stop riding bikes is either hills or wind. And uh, the hills are a big uh, discourage people heavily, and they don't think they have enough energy. And up until recently, our target market was aging, aging baby boomers looking to buy some recreational fun. Because at the end of the day, they're not buying a bike, they're not buying exercise, they're buying fun. And who doesn't want to have fun? But they justify it, and, and rightfully so, by losing weight. I mean, I'm 25 pounds lighter today than I was when I started this business. It's because I'm more active. And I'm out there on Sunday afternoon, instead of sitting on the couch watching a football game, I'm out riding, uh, out, you know, getting exercise. And the amount of exercise you get is really wholly dependent on how much you want to get. Um, if you want to really struggle, uh, shut the motor off and go up a hill. Uh, and so you can get every bit as much exercise. There's some studies in Europe that suggest that you get more exercise on an electric bike than you would a regular bike because you're going to ride it more often and you're going to ride it a lot farther. So rather than getting up Saturday morning and taking that half hour bike ride and being tired and falling into the chair afterwards, you can ride three, four hours all day long and you're expending energy the entire amount of time you're doing it. You're just not doing hardcore. So it's kind of the difference between walking and running. Uh, walking is good exercise. Running could be better exercise, but just consider a, a bike walking rather than running. Now, um, where uh, are you allowed to ride this? Is this something that can be ridden on sidewalks? Can it be ridden on the Beltline, um, on those kind of communal trails? Can it be ridden, obviously, on the street? So you can ride an electric bike, a Class 1 or Class 2 electric bike, uh, anywhere you can ride a regular bike, with almost no exceptions. Um, the laws have been very have been cleared, clear-cut and made, and Georgia has passed such a law that a Class 1 bike is a pedal-assist bike, a class two bike is a throttle active bike. Our bikes are both class one and class two. And you can pretty much ride a class one, class two bike anywhere you can a regular bike. There is a third classification, a high speed electric bike that goes 28 miles per hour. And those are typically and cannot be ridden on the bike path. They can only be ridden on the street. So uh, they're for cyclists that want to you know, keep up with traffic. And uh, we can make a lot of our models into 28 mile per hour bikes if that's what the customer desires. But 99% of our customers want to ride on the off-road paved bike tracks. They want to they want to ride anywhere you can ride a regular bike. As long as it's a class one or class two bike, that's what the law allows. And they're not considered motorized vehicles. They don't need to be licensed, no registration. It is, in essence, a bicycle with some assist on it. Now, uh, for folks that are interested in uh, test driving one, is there a way to test drive it or do you have to kind of buy it? How does someone kind of just see if they want it or not? Well, I think anybody would be crazy to buy a bike without test drive. So um, they can go to any one of our 165 locations and take one, two, three, four, five, ten out for a test drive. Um, that's critical. I, I don't recommend anybody buy an electric bike without first riding one because it's like buying a pair of shoes. The problem is, is you can buy a pair of shoes online and you can return them. You buy a bike online, you can't return it. You're not allowed as a consumer to ship back anything with a lithium battery on it unless you're hazmat certified. 
I don't know any consumers that are hazmat certified. So if you buy a bike online without trying it or testing it, you're, you're going to own it and you may not like it. It may not be comfortable. We get countless people that buy them regrettably online and then they can't do anything with it and it doesn't fit them. It's not comfortable. It's not the right quality. It doesn't work. Um, our stores all rent the bikes as well. So if you're not ready to make the decision to buy one, go rent one for a day, an hour or a week. A lot of people will rent them when they're on vacation for an entire week and then they'll come home and buy one. So that helps you figure out which one you want. It's kind of like buying a car. There's lots of makes, there's lots of models. Find the one that you're comfortable on, the one that's got a good riding position. We have almost all upright riding positions. You're not leaning forward. So you don't have any aches and pains in your shoulder, your necks, or your elbows, or your wrists for leaning forward. Um, I say you want to be seen. You want to be, uh, you want to see and be seen. And the way you can do that is by sitting in a complete upright position. We spend a lot of time and energy developing our seats to make sure they're super comfy. Our hand grips are padded so they're not rough on your hands. And we put our pedals out a little bit in front of you so you get a much more comfortable riding position. Now, you mentioned the, uh, we talked about the locally owned uh, dealers in, around the country. Are those, are you, did you kind of in your mind, the culture that you were trying to create is one around community? Are they like kind of how running stores are sometimes uh, kind of uh, managed where they have run groups and they have places to congregate where like-minded people can hang out and kind of nerd out about that? Is that how you envision the Pedigo stores? Absolutely, but I would not I would not use the word nerd out. I mean, it's a great, happy group. It's amazing how many customers we we have a van running around. We were in Atlanta last week. I was there personally on the grand opening of our store in Atlanta. And uh, customers come in and they tell us how it's changed their lives. They come in to get new accessories for their bike. They come in and go on riding groups. We have a lot of Saturday riding groups where people get together and have a two-hour ride together. We have larger groups. We have tours operated where people go on guided tours for as long as a week on our bikes. So it's all about the community. Uh, and I can tell you that electric bikes are probably the best social currency, specifically pedagogues, to talk about them because everybody's interested in them. When I started in the business, you know, when nobody had any interest in them. Today, I don't find any, I can't find anybody that doesn't have any interest. Either they have one or they, they know somebody who has one or they want to get one themselves or they're interested in learning more about it. So what's next for you guys? Um, how do you um, continue to grow? Like, what is your strategy to, to kind of keep moving forward? Well, we're, we're, we've just, we'll be launching our third generation of bikes uh, later this year. Um, we've refined them. Uh, our first generation of bikes, uh, quite candidly, I, I'm embarrassed about them when I see them uh, because that's when we were just learning. Our second generation have been outstanding products. Our third generation are going to be game-changing because we've spent all the time and energy we've learned since 2008 building these bikes and designing and refining them, that we've come up with all the cool features on the next generation of bikes that will, uh, will, be, uh, will definitely be a step ahead of the market. As far as the, uh, the distribution model, since this is a business show, uh, our goal is to have uh, is uh, that nobody has to drive more than 30 minutes to get to a Pedego store. So in a market like Atlanta, where there are 6 million people in a wide geographic, we have two stores. Now, ultimately, we would have five or six stores, so it would be convenient. Right now, we've just got two, but over the next few years, we'll, we'll build that model out and have them so that people can come in and try them. Um, they can ride. I guess the name of your trail, is it the Beltway Trail? Is that the name of it there? The Beltline. The Beltline. The Beltline is fabulous. Um, you know, I rode on it when I was there last week. 
uh, we see a lot more stores around the Beltline. So if you if you got a flat or you ran into something, you could stop it in the local store and they could take care of it for you. Or if you wanted to make a long run, you could maybe swap a battery out at, at a different location. So we're opening them all over the U.S., all over Canada. We now have 14 stores in Canada, one in Bermuda, one in Mexico City. But we're concentrating on the U.S. and Canada because we see that's the opportunity us to be the ubiquitous brand here. And so that's the vision. Yeah, I mean, we're we're, we're every 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 brand gets a ubiquity. If I said uh, uh, coffee, you'd say Starbucks. If I said rideshare, you'd say Uber. Doesn't mean there isn't Lyft and others, but I go down the list. If you said yoga wear, you'd probably say Lululemon. Um, if I said you know boots, you'd probably say UGG. I mean, the list goes on. And if I said electric car, of course, you'd say Tesla. So every category gets one ubiquitous brand. We're the only ones that are out there trying to be that brand. And because of our distribution system, I'm confident we're going we're, we're gonna to be that brand 10 years down the road. Well, congratulations on all the success. If somebody wants to learn more here in town, you mentioned you have two locations. Is the best way just to go to the website and then find yeah, the absolutely. location closest yeah. to Pet- Pedigo.com, P-E-D like pedal, E like energy, like you know, energy electricity. You can get it from, from you or the bike. And then you go. So it's Pedigo. And uh, Pedigo.com, it has a list of all of our stores. If you're on vacation somewhere, you can find one there to rent. If you're interested in learning about the models, you can click on there and do it. But you need to go to the store to buy it because that's the critical part about the business model is we want to make sure you get the right bike for you. Good stuff, Don. Congratulations again on all the success. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Thank you, Leah. Thanks for having me. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Atlanta Business Radio. Today's episode of Atlanta Business Radio is brought to you by OnPay. Built in Atlanta, OnPay is the top-rated payroll and HR software anywhere. Get one month free at OnPay.com.